Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. The only things you know on my mind are like just a lot of the different avenues of the way people spend their money and what people sell to you. Like I've just noticed it for baby shit where they're like, oh, you're pregnant. Then you need this and you have to buy this and this most expensive, this, our house is filled with fucking cardboard boxes of registry thing, like all these things. And I'm like, <laughs> what did people do a thousand years ago? Like they will find a niche for anything and make sure yeah. that they create a product that you must spend all your money on that shit. Even yeah. think about that then weddings. I mean, right down to... I was talking to a friend of mine and um, her hubby was saying, or we asked like, do you clean the engagement ring? Do you ever clean it? Because they say you should clean it. And he goes, that's a whole other ploy to get your money. You can just use a drop of dish soap and warm water and a toothbrush and <laughs> need to send it for hundreds of dollars, even getting it appraised, even getting it insured. It's like you get one thing and all of a sudden it's like, there's 50 billion other it's a things. a big process. Yeah. That yeah. they tell you, you need to do this, you know, and I, I don't know. I've just been thinking about clutter and consumerism and Amazon and all that shit. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's, it feels like it's so much, but I feel like that's the nutshell of it. And I don't think that that's an episode. Like that's just been the only thing on my mind is yeah, where money goes for things like that, you know, and find it, well, find it accessible. Yeah. What? Deep diving into that though, it almost makes me mad because it's like, that's just like what we're sold in commercials and social media. And it's like, we are all just manipulated into like thinking we have this giant need for all of these things. Exactly. But you that you're more aware of it though now because of COVID and quarantine. Whereas before I did, I wasn't, I, I was, I was like kind of doing and consuming and stuff. But then when I became just in my house, I was like, there's too much stuff in here. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I'm not sure, but I, I definitely know that having spent more time in my space and my environment has made me look around and be like, why do I even have you? You do nothing yeah. like dust. What the fuck is the point? Even if it's like the accent blanket or all the books, it's like, why do I have all the books? Why do I need them? If I want a book, can't I go to the library and rent the damn book and then give it back? Why do right. I have to keep the book? Isn't it funny that we're obsessed with that? Like, or I am anyway, and I think you guys are too, that minimalist look and lifestyle and all of that, that, and then I looked around, I'm like, yeah, I'm minimalist, and then I'm like, oh, no, I'm definitely not minimalist. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, you, you mentioned something, Raina, where you look around your house, and you're like, am I actually some kind of a minimalist, and you're like, yeah. absolutely not, because look at the things that you have, like, it's just, why did I need the candle holder? I have like 90 fucking candle holders, right. even down to the plants, even like, and you guys know, like, oh my God. Like, and we keep propagating. And we keep propagating. I, I have must, I must have four Monstera plants that I've successfully propagated 14 leaves. I'm very proud, yeah. but it's no like idea. plants yeah. are, are such a, a beautiful addition to the home until they start to be like, shit, I can't walk in this, in this path in my living room anymore. Cause so I do you think because they're from the earth that it makes it okay. I feel like I justify that in my minimalist want of like pursuing that like minimalist lifestyle. I'm like, but plants are okay because they're earth. Right? I they're like, so. 
Yeah. I think though that the other side of that is, you know, we've talked about it because obviously the plants are here because of me. Like I'm a fucking tree hugger, right? But for him, he's like, they become, they're wonderful until they become a detractor of your space. They're yeah. wonderful until we're at the point where he's like tiptoeing to get into bed around the fiddle leaf fig tree because now like all the baby stuff is in the way and we've pushed it all to one corner and I have no idea where to put it because we only have so much space in this house listen I think Chad secretly hates all my plants and I talk about it every once in a while but I really think he does and at our old house he said his one rule was that he didn't want him in his bedroom because we were in like a basement and he was afraid like bugs and things like that so I was like I get it had none in our bedroom and then we get here and it's there's light everywhere and so I have some in the bedroom and I think he secretly like I think he hates it so I'm about to rearrange but like but there's that piece of it too where I think it is like too many of them I'm like I'm like catching gnats in my house you know what I mean I'm like catching flies in my hand but I think the idea with minimalism is that everything is minimal yeah. Right. I don't think that you get to decide because that's when it's like, well, but I really love books. So I do yeah. want books on books on books. And that brings me joy and, and stuff. I think that it's, it's an idea of going through the stuff that you don't need that you're like, wow, look at all this stuff that I've accumulated. And then can we downsize? But there's, cool. but I'm always bending the rules. I'm like, what do you I- think somebody with a book addiction who is a minimalist does? Well, but I go, but then you're not a minimalist, right? Like, so for me, I go, or you could recycle the books or you could recycle the books or you sell them or you go to the library. I don't think that's what minimalism is. I think minimalism. Let me look up the definition. I think it's that you live a minimal style life where it's not that you take your stuff and give back. And I go give it to the Salvation Army or I refurbish things. It's that you make it like, tiny home living they can't go listen I'm gonna live in this tiny home but have 400 oh, wow yeah yeah um, it's you it's- striving to only use things that serve a purpose yes, yes but for example if let's say you are a holy shit and you buy you don't you choose not to have a laptop but you have an ipad for example and you can read physical books on that and have hundreds but have empty bookshelves in fact no bookshelves in your living space then wouldn't that quantify as something that would be for essential to your lifestyle of minimal living a minimalism tool perhaps but, yeah no a hundred percent but i think that the idea with minimalism is you don't have more than you need so i don't need 600 books on my ipad yeah but you're not would you be a book lover then well, no, but I think the point is, is what Raina read that definition bit is that it's the things, it's keeping it as a minimalist wouldn't have a book addiction. Yeah. Basically. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I think that we're so quick right now, like being minimal and, and um, living out of the RV and, and small home and downsizing. But I wonder, I'm like, so, but how are you a minimalist? Like what, what exactly constitutes minimal living? other than small space, few things, right? And then do we justify like, but I love plants, but I love books, but I love clothes. Like if you're, if you love shoes, then I can't what? say there's no, I can't go, Hey, you're not a, like, that's what yeah, she, wants, says- she wants to have tons of shoes. I mean, like, I just think minimal living is you only have what you need. 
Because it's about living simply and having only what you need to go about your daily life. For instance, some people may start a no spend challenge or only fill their home with items they absolutely need. Well, yeah. (laughs) And this sort of sparked due to baby reasons and things like that, because, you know, there's lots of like baby probably has more clothes than us combined at this point. And I'm like, no more. Babies have more clothes forever for the rest of their life. (laughs) Um, But, you know, having said that, like there's, it's toys, all the toys that, that are sold. You walk through Toys R Us, for example, think about what that is. It's an entire like department store marketed to your offspring. When you go in there, they're like, I need this. I want this. The tantrum begins. You buy it. The grandparents buy it. And some uncles ship stuff for Christmas. You're like, oh my God. We do. If I gave them a remote for the television with no batteries in it, they'd enjoy that more. Or the box from an old <laughs> Amazon order, they would enjoy that more than the plethora of toys that are shoved down parents' throats of your kids need this or this and that. Well, but I will say that when you have kids and it's pouring rain, you mark my words, you want to have more than a little cardboard box. Like my kids in a day will rock it through. Play-Doh, Barbies, a toy truck, um, pull out the paint set. Then they're off. Like the attention span of kids is completely different. Like I think that minimal living, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. I want to bring it to adults because it does say like scrolled a little bit and it says minimal minimalists are actually happier because they have less worry, stress and chaos in their lives. To a minimalist, material things are trivial compared to what they value most, which consists of quality time for relationships, time to play or time to enjoy the simple pleasures of life and spiritual health, which I'm like, that's more geared towards adults. Like obviously kids, I feel like are gonna be happier fed like things are just like sparking their little brains. You know what I mean? So would you say it's not possible for but do you your believe that minimalists if you have children? Um, I, I applaud any, for me, no, I'm going to say I'm not a minimalist when it comes to children, because I'm going to own it right now. I really enjoy spoiling my kids. I know that's a terrible, that maybe it's controversial, but I love, I love getting them something that they, my, my daughter, Sasha has probably 30 crystals. She has no idea the names. She doesn't care. She loves collecting them. She has no need for that many crystals, but you know what? I love going to the store. I love seeing what she is attracted to and I buy it for her. <laughs> because I do think like now having kids older, cause I remember that. And I literally just had a conversation with McKinsey and I was like, don't you think the days of like 200 little gifts are over? And she was like, yeah, I definitely, like years ago, mom. Yeah, like that should have been over. And it's like this year, I'm just getting them like one big thing that we all kind of talked about. And that to me, I'm like, okay, well that's, they're growing up and it kind of leads towards that wanting more minimalist type stuff. Does that make sense? Like it kind of just made that connection. Thinking of Allie's like young kids and I'm like, oh, they'll like grow out of that where they're like, mom, I just want cash. You know what I mean? Or like something like that, you know? Yeah, that's the other thing too. And in terms of gift giving, like that can be a thing as well, where it just feels like I need to buy them three gifts and this person four gifts. And oh shit, I didn't, I have to remember those, that group of friends. And then this group of friends, like different things. And I need to make sure I get those gifts. Like, doesn't it also leak into the way that you show other people that you think about them or care or anything? Because 
I know that I, you know, we would do stuff like that. Lots of gift exchanges, lots of gifts. And this year I looked at Willow, I was like, nope, nope, it's not happening. Like this, that's not happening. Like I, I can't keep buying into it, like the holiday and that I need to buy everybody something for them to know I care. I'm willing to put the bet on my confidence that I can tell people that I do care without the physical something, right? Like the- You're right. I think COVID broke me of that. Yeah. Right. Like of having that holiday where we weren't around a hundred family members and I wasn't traveling to like buy gifts for a hundred different people. Like that was awesome. Like that broke me of that need to spend all of that money and feel like that gift was tied to my love for that person and all of that. So I, yeah, I totally agree. That's what I was saying before that COVID made me reflect on my home situation where before I was coming and going and doing my thing and getting the, but like, when I was forced in quarantine to spend a lot of time at home, the things I got annoyed with were like, look at all this shit everywhere. Like we got to clean this out. The amount of times I cleaned my own closet, the amount of times I was putting things in bags and being like, we don't even use this. Yeah. But I didn't before have time to reflect on any of it. I don't think I'm a minimalist, um, but I definitely think that there's room and space for downsizing. So what did you downsize? Because I too have, I have probably donated over 15 bags worth of things. I'm talking shoes, home things, clothing, um, you know, uh, gadgets, like anything that I thought someone else needs this now. And I clearly haven't looked at this in, in a year, this whole old mentality of I'll hold on to it for a year and see if I need it. Do you know what ends up happening? I hold on to it for three and I still never fucking needed it. So what did you give away that made you look around your house and was like, gee, this is like too much. I'm claustrophobic in my environment at this point. Oh yeah. Mine was, mine was all exactly what you just said. Shoes and gears and the jacket that I swore that I would never get rid of. And I had when I was 13 and I still love like th those things all gone, 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 gone. Yeah. That, you know, I agree that if they need like 50 bottles, then I'm going to do that. Um, because of course that's a necessity of, we need to make sure they're, they're fed. Like that is absolutely in, in the cards, but I'm thinking like six years old, it's Christmas. It's that it's the holiday, the hype, this and that. It's like, is it 90 gifts? It does it need to be. And what am I buying? Is it the hottest toy of the year? Because if that's the case, I'm forever a slave to what is the hottest toy of the year. And, and that's something that I, I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to perpetuate that. I don't want to participate. I'd rather like go to New Zealand with them and like celebrate that with our family. Like I, I'd rather you. see- but that's you putting on what you want on your kids. That's and the expectation you set. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. I'm just saying, because Amanda would rather go to New Zealand where my girls would rather have a Paw Patrol to toy. But like, don't so you believe that that's what you set up for them to want? Like you provided the first few Christmases that provided presents. Had you provided the first few Christmases were events of traveling to see family to New Zealand, like they would grow up thinking that's Christmas. Do you think a three-year-old or a six-year-old is like, thank goodness I'm going to Paris? Well, no, maybe not thank goodness, but I think they don't expect anything different until they're presented with something different, until they go to school and that kid's like, you didn't get a Tonka 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 truck? And the kid's like, mom, I didn't get a Tonka 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 truck, right? Like and you're going to say, but we went to Paris and they're going to say, but I really wanted to play with the truck. And then you'll well, go then get the things truck. things might shift. But my point is for the first 
long while, I feel like you have some pretty good control over it. Yes. I, I mean, the thing is, is everybody can set their pace with whatever. I just know that um, I would rather take my kids to Hawaii. My kids don't care to go to Hawaii. They love Frozen. They want an, an, an Elsa t-shirt. They want the soundtrack. They want the dolls. Both of my girls go to bed with these dolls that they, and then the doll broke. And now we have to get another, like, it is a whole them experiencing and and it is overconsumption, and it is something that I struggle with. I just don't know where, for me. Um, well, they can have are- a doll and go to Hawaii. You know. <laughs> now we are ex- we are extra lists. <laughs> well, here's something that I realized too is that I think it's interesting what Raina is mentioning of, which is like kids don't know unless we've put it in front of them in a way, and they learn from whatever they've been exposed to via us. And I saw on. Um, TikTok, I saw this incredible video of a father cooking an entire meal with his son. And the video was literally just recording the son. Like all you saw are like dad's hands doing the chopping of the vegetables, cooking the meat, um, putting everything uh, together. And the child's attention was so focused that he just watched the entire thing or helped fold the dumpling and this and that. And it was interesting to read the comments of people saying like, wow, it shows that this kid isn't raised like in the United States, like the attention span on this kid is better than mine, like this and that. And I was like, wow. And they must not have been older than four or something like that. So anyway, I just think that it's it's a fascinating topic, one that we could probably talk about for hours, but ultimately, um, you know, think about that for yourselves, gang, and ask yourselves, where could you maybe use a little bit of an assessment of what your environment looks and feels like, what's serving you and maybe what needs to go so that we can talk about that more on a future episode. Let us know, um, like, share, send this to somebody who maybe needs the reminder and we will see you on the next episode of RAD.